Everyone dreams of fantasy football glory. Only few will ever know what it truly feels like to be a champion. Now, for the first time, you've got a fighting chance. Presenting Fantasy Football Dreams with J.C. Harvey. What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of Fantasy Football Dreams. Uh, I'm J.C. Harvey bringing it to you. Um, you can also find me on Twitter. That's at J.C. underscore Harvey. Uh, on my Twitter, if you follow me, I'll answer any and all questions that you have. Uh, very active Sunday mornings, uh, letting you know who's in, who's not. Roster uh, recommendations, anything you guys got or want, it's on my Twitter. So at J.C. underscore Harvey is my Twitter account. The week's here. The week is here, and uh, what do I mean when I say the week? Uh, it's Josh Norman versus Odell Beckham Jr. round three. We all know what happened last week. It was literally a fight on the field. I've never seen anything like it. Um, this is a big week for Josh Norman, in my opinion. If you listened to my podcast a couple weeks ago, I called out Josh Norman. I listed my top five corners in the, in the NFL right now. Did not put Josh Norman in there. And Josh Norman, if you want to be back up in that top five or if you think you're the best corner in the league, well, this is your week to prove it to everybody, okay? The first two uh, the first two weeks of the season you covered or you didn't cover, uh, you had Antonio Brown and Dez Bryant. And what did you do? You stay on the opposite side of the field. So if you want to be considered the best corner in the NFL, you damn sure better shadow uh, OBJ this, this week. Uh, I'm just so tired of Josh Norman's mouth. The guy, I mean, it's all he is is talk, talk, talk. He got the big contract. He's doing the, the studio appearances uh, during his off weeks. You're not the best in the game if you're not going to cover the best receivers. So I'm so excited for this. Uh, let, let's see what happens. Um, I give the edge to OBJ with Eli Manning, uh, Victor Cruz, Sterling Shepard. Uh, that's a lot to ask for Josh Norman to cover him all game long. But, hey. He says he's the best corner. Let's see it. Uh, let's see what he does. So, Josh Norman week. Josh Norman versus Odell Beckham Jr. week. Can't wait for that game. One of the things about that game is that I, I believe Victor Cruz and Sterling Shepard are going to pay huge dividends because there's so much attention being put on OBJ. So, I, I love Victor Cruz and Sterling Shepard. If you got them, get them in your lineup. Love those guys. So, uh, this week, I'm going I'm to break down all the games for you with the main players in these games. So uh, here we go. We're going to get started. Tonight, Houston Texans at New England Patriots. Uh, if the Houston Texans lose this game, that's pretty that's pretty ridiculous. The Patriots are starting third-string quarterback Jacoby Brissett. Yes, Jacoby Brissett is the quarterback. And you know who's the backup quarterback? Julian Edelman. Edelman. So... If for some miracle the Patriots win this game, they might go undefeated. I'm sorry. I mean, the, the Texans got to get it done tonight. I think it's a massive upset if they lose. You cannot get beat by Jacoby Brissett. Anyways, Texans got Brock Osweiler. He's a big cannon of an arm. He's been a really good quarterback. Not, not so much fantasy stats, but he's been a good quarterback for the Texans. I don't know if he's worth that giant contract they paid him, but... Uh, he's brought stability to that offense, so uh, you could do worse than Brock Osweiler tonight. Lamar Miller, uh, he's had 25-plus carries in each of his first two games. I, I believe he's going to get another 25-plus carries tonight. 
Uh, Lamar Miller is a must-start with that uh, volume. Lamar Miller is a must-start, should have a good game. DeAndre Hopkins, automatic must-start. Uh, he's a target monster. Start Hopkins. Will Fuller, can he go for three in a row? Three 100-yard receiving games in a row. Uh, no player has been targeted uh, more than Will Fuller, 15-plus yards down the field. So Will Fuller is a bona fide superstar. Uh, I know it's only week two, but I've been high on this guy since preseason, and he has done nothing but show me he, he is here to stay. So Will Fuller is a must-start tonight. For the Patriots, um, I don't think you can start anybody on the Patriots. I'm sorry. Only if Rob Gronkowski goes tonight. I don't think he's going to. But, I mean, even Julian Edelman. I mean, are you going to stick out Edelman with Jacoby Brissett throwing to him? Uh, LeGarrette Blunt. I mean, I guess you can run him, but the Texans boast a super strong front seven. So I don't have any faith in LeGarrette Blunt. So I'm not playing any Patriots tonight. No Patriots. So that's a Thursday night game. Uh, Arizona Cardinals at Buffalo Bills. So that's a 12 o'clock game. You're starting Carson Palmer. Of course, he's a high-end QB1. David Johnson, he might be the best uh, fantasy football running back right now. We'll see what happens with uh, Le'Veon Bell coming back. But David Johnson has been a PPR monster. He was called out by Arians for missing a couple pass-blocking uh, options. But I think that's good for David Johnson. I think he needs a fire lit under him. Don't let him get complacent. Uh, David Johnson is a must-start, obvious play this week. Uh, old man Larry Fitzgerald, uh, who leads the passing attack in Arizona. Uh, he's got double-digit points in uh, two weeks. Uh, he's got three touchdowns on the season already. Uh, so the old man is still getting it done. He, he is leading that group of receivers with Malcolm Floyd and John Brown. So Larry Fitzgerald, a must-start top 10 receiver this week. Uh, Michael Floyd is going to be a great flex play. He only had one catch last week, but uh, with that dynamic offense, Michael Floyd is going to be a great flex play. With John Brown, I'm going to shy, well, shy away from John Brown. He's been dealing with a concussion. He just hasn't been the John Brown that we're used to seeing. So I am going to sit John Brown this week. For the Bills, you have Tyrod Taylor, who had a great bounce back week. Uh, last week he had 28 points in standard leagues. Great bounce back week. But... Uh, he's going against a great Cardinals defense. It's much better than the Jets. So uh, I am not pulling the trigger with Tyrod Taylor. If if you can, I'm leaving Tyrod on the bench. But if you don't have other options, you're going to have to roll with, with Taylor. So Okay, LaShawn McCoy is a great flex player. Uh, I don't think he's an RB2 this week. I think he can be a good, good flex player. Uh, he's got a, a very safe uh, floor, if, if you want to say that. Um, but uh, he's not an RB2 for the, for me. with uh, Against that defense, LaShawn McCoy is a good flex, though. So fire up LaShawn McCoy in that flex spot. Uh, Sammy Watkins, he's definitely not 100%. He's dealing with that sore foot. Going up against, uh, in my opinion, if you listen to my podcast a couple, couple weeks ago, I said Patrick Peterson's the best corner in the game. So Patrick Peterson will shadow Sammy Watkins. So I want no part of Sammy Watkins at all. Oakland Raiders at Tennessee Titans. Uh, Derek Carr has been one hell of a quarterback. Uh, he's he's benefited from two shootouts uh, on the year. Um, so Derek Carr, fire him up. Uh, I he's an easy twenty points this week. Fire Derek Carr up. Latavius Murray. He's, I mean, he's got to be the most boring running back in the league. I I'm just 
I'm just not a fan of Latavius Murray. I don't know why. If it's Jalen Richard or DeAndre Washington kind of catching up to him, he's definitely a low-end flex play. I mean, uh, he's kind of just dependent on touchdowns. So if you got Latavius Murray, you probably got to play him. But I'm just not a fan of him. He's a low-end flex play for me this week versus the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Mari Cooper, he's a great play. Uh, the Titans are allowing uh, an average of 7.5 receptions for 110 receiving yards a game. So Cooper is definitely a great wide receiver one this week. He is primed to go off. So play Amari Cooper with confidence in your lineup. Michael Crabtree, great flex play. Uh, the guy is still getting it done uh, with a great quarterback in Derek Carr uh, and a good offense. Uh, you could do a lot worse than Michael Crabtree in your flex position. So love Michael Crabtree this week. Marcus Mariota, if you're in a, if you're in a two quarterback league, he's a great second quarterback. But in a one quarterback league, I'd probably be leaving him on my bench. I think you have other options out there, uh, but he's worth a start in a two QB formats. Um, so looking out, keep an eye out for that. Uh, Demarco Murray's been a beast this year. Uh, he's definitely a solid flex play. Um, love Demarco Murray. Fire him up. Derrick Henry, I'm leaving him on the bench until Murray gets hurt or just Derrick Henry overtakes him. I'm not messing with uh, Derrick Henry. So sitting Derrick Henry for me. Tajay Sharp, the number one receiver for the Titans. We've kind of been waiting for him to bust out, but hasn't really showed us anything. Uh, this might be a week that he does because the the Raiders' uh, secondary is just god-awful. So Tajay Sharp is definitely worth a flex start. This week, if he's sitting on waivers, pick up Tajay Sharp. Uh, great flex play. Got to add Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker is one of the better tight ends in the league. Um, last week, he had uh, he caught six of six targets for 83 yards and a touchdown. He's got great volume. Uh, definitely uh, tight end one this week. Delaney Walker is a great play. Next up, we have the uh, highly anticipated Washington Redskins. At the New York Giants. And first up is the god-awful Kirk Cousins. I have him in two of my leagues. Uh, just, just I'm in a bad spot at quarterback in two of those leagues. So I'm looking for a way out. Thought he was going to be good this year. But God, he has just sucked. Uh, so do not like Kirk Cousins against a revamped New York Giants secondary. If you can sit Kirk Cousins, don't even mess around with this guy. Uh, also, don't mess around with Matt Jones. The Giants are really strong up front. Washington has recorded the fewest rushing attempts of any team in the NFL. So don't like Cousins. Don't like Matt Jones. Uh, you got Deshaun Jackson. I think Deshaun Jackson is a low-end flex play this week. Uh, he definitely has a high floor, but his matchup isn't great versus, the, like I said, the revamped New York Giants defense. So I don't even like Deshaun Jackson. I mean, I think you can play him in the flex, but he's definitely a low-end flex for me. Uh, Jamison Crowder, uh, he surprisingly has led the Redskins in uh, uh, targets. Um, so make that that's what makes him great in like a PPR format. So uh, once again, Jamison Crowder is a very low flex play at best. Uh, Pierre Garçon, uh, not playing Pierre Garçon. Uh, you can find better options than Pierre Garçon. Jordan Reed's always a must start. Got to start Jordan Reed. Cousins needs to just, I mean, funnel the ball to Jordan Reed constantly all damn game. Jordan Reed just needs to get fed. Um, but it is a tough matchup, but you're always playing Jordan Reed um, this week. Eli Manning is a must start. League's best 73.9 completion percentage 
Eli Manning's a must-start with all those weapons on offense. Love Eli Manning. Uh, Rashard Jennings, definitely another low-end flex guy. Rashard Jennings averages a poultry 3.3 yards per carry. Uh, the matchup is decent, but he's definitely still a low-end flex play for me. Odell Beckham Jr., uh, he's a must-start. Uh, is he going to get the best of uh, Josh Norman once again? Um, we will see what happens. I mean, the NFL literally I mean, had to make a rules change over this Odell Beckham Jr. and Josh Norman fiasco. Uh, the new rule is if you get two personal fouls, you're automatically ejected just because of Josh Norman and Odell Beckham Jr. So this is a massive matchup. It should get great ratings. So everybody tune in for this matchup. Uh, like I said earlier, Victor Cruz and Sterling Shepard, all the attention is going to be on an Odell Beckham Jr. So I love Victor Cruz and Sterling Shepard this week. Uh, if you got them, plug and play them all day long. Old man Victor Cruz, I thought he was finished, but uh, he's a great flex play. And so is Sterling Shepard. Had his first game of for over 100 yards last week with 117 yards. Very impressive rookie. Fire up Victor Cruz and Sterling Shepard this week. No, no doubt about it. All right, let's keep rolling here. Next up, we have the Cleveland Browns at Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Browns are starting Cody Kessler at quarterback. Don't even think about starting him. The only Brown I am recommending on starting this week is Isaiah Crowell. Crowell. However you pronounce his name, Isaiah Crowell. He's dominated the backfield with 68% of the carries. I mean, you got Duke Johnson, but he's not really much of a threat. Isaiah had a big, long uh, touchdown run last week, so he is my only recommended play of the Browns this week. Do not even think about starting Terrell Pryor. Um, I mean, or Gary Barnage with Cody Kessler at quarterback. Don't even think about it. It's a, that's a dumb move. Miami Dolphins, you got Ryan Tannehill. You're going to start Tannehill. Uh, he's, he's been a decent quarterback. He, he Of course, he has his legs and everything. But uh, versus the Browns, I mean, you can you can do worse than Ryan Tannehill. Stay away from Jay Ajay and Kenyon Drake. Don't even get cute. This is a full-blown committee. I mean, the coaches have had Jay Ajay in the doghouse since he I mean he stepped on on the team for some reason he he's immensely talented but he just is in the doghouse so stay away from both of those guys uh, Jarvis Landry Devonte Parker um, those are both worthy of starts uh, Parker especially in the flex he came back last week from the sore hamstring had over 100 yards receiving I mean he's just got I mean he's 63 he's got as much talent as a lot of the receivers in the league so if he's fully back Devontae Parker is going to start creeping up some big boards. So keep an eye on Devontae Parker. He's a great flex play. Um, even Kenny Stills, if you're if you're just in a bind, Kenny Stills is always uh, good for a long touchdown. Um, so his ceiling is what makes him uh, worth a flex spot for me. So Landry, Parker, Stills, uh, you can start all those guys. Uh, Jordan Cameron is a ghost of his former self. I don't know what happened to Jordan Cameron. But he is not advisable to start this week. If you're looking for a defense, start that Dolphins defense versus uh, Cody Kessler and the Browns. That is a great play, top five defense. So if you're looking for a streamer and, and the Dolphins are sitting in the waivers, I mean, pick them up right now versus the Browns. Next up, Baltimore Ravens at Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Joe Flacco coming back from his ACL. Uh, didn't have the best week last week um, versus the Browns, but uh, he should have a better shot this week versus the Jaguars. The Jags always seem like they're in a shootout, 
So, uh, like Joe Flacco as a uh, very low-end QB1, good QB2. Uh, Justin Forsett, you're going to sit him. Uh, he's in a timeshare with Terrence West. Don't like either of those guys. Stay away from Forsett. Uh, Steve Smith, uh, he's been okay. I mean, he's, he's good for about three to four catches, but he is not advisable to play. Uh, he's 36 years old. Uh, he is dwindling, I mean, minute by minute, hour after hour. So Steve Smith, I would be shocked if he plays next year. He's just not the player he once was. Uh, Mike Wallace has caught all three of Joe Flacco's touchdowns. 30-year-old Mike Wallace is having a revelation in that offense. If he's sitting in the waivers, uh, Wallace is a great flex play against a uh, bad Jaguars secondary. So plug in Mike Wallace in your flex. Uh, also, uh, Dennis Pitta is a top 10 tight end for me. Uh, he's got, um, he had nine targets last week with Flacco. Flacco loves to le- uh, lean on Dennis Pitta. So uh, if you're in need of a tight end, plug in Dennis Pitta. Uh, Blake Bortles. Uh, he continues to throw interceptions. And he definitely having a down year compared to last year. I mean, you you can do better than Blake Bortles, but you probably don't have better than Blake Bortles on your roster. So you kind of are in the position where you have to start the guy. I'm just not very confident in what he's going to do. The return of Chris Ivy. Chris Ivory is going to finally play this week. So that means you are sitting TJ Yeldon. They brought in Chris Ivory to run between the tackles and be the guy be the goal line guy. You had uh, two weeks of TJ Yeldon, but now it's Chris Ivory's turn. So sorry, TJ Yeldon owners. Hopefully you had Chris Ivory waiting in the wings. But this is Chris Chris Ivory's turn now. He's a great flex play. Allen Robinson, been a massive disappointment this year. Um, He's got tons of targets. I mean, close to leading the league in targets. Um, Had a couple drop balls, had a drop touchdown pass versus the Packers. But you got to start this guy. He's the top 10 receiver in the game. Bortles, I I really think Bortles and Robinson are going to get it together. So start Allen Robinson and hopefully you see some better production out of him. Um, sitting Allen Hearns, just not having the same year as he had last year. Uh, if, if he's not scoring touchdowns, uh, he goes way down in the rankings for me. So sitting Allen Hearns. Uh, Julius Thomas, uh, he's a good fit. I like Julius Thomas. Uh, you can find a lot worse tight ends than Julius Thomas. The tight end position overall this year has just been—it's just been just gross. I mean, there's nothing good about it. I mean, Gronk's been hurt. Jordan Reed's Jordan Reed's underwhelmed. So Julius Thomas is a top ten tight end um, this week for me. Okay, moving on. Detroit Lions at Green Bay Packers. This game's at twelve o'clock on Fox because Fox is in love with the Detroit Lions. So. If you if you don't have an NFL uh, Sunday ticket, you pretty much get to see uh, every Detroit Lions and most of the Green Bay Packers games. So there you go. Uh, Matt Stafford has been great. Who would have thought he would have been a better quarterback without future Hall of Famer Calvin Johnson? Matt Stafford has been a great high-end QB1 uh, versus a very vulnerable uh, Packers secondary. And it's, I mean, it should be a high-scoring game, so I love Matt Stafford. He's a must-start this week for me. Uh, with the uh, news of Amir Adula being put on the IR, he's definitely out a guaranteed eight weeks. By NFL rule, he has to be out eight weeks. The Lions can bring back one veteran off the IR. So with that broken foot of Abdullah, uh, they could bring him, bring him back, but I highly doubt it so. Next man up, Theo Riddick, the third down back, is going to be the man. 
Uh, coach has already came out and said, uh, I mean, he's the best they got back there. Uh, they do have Dwayne Washington. He's a big back. Uh, he's a between-the-tackles guy. But Theo Riddick versus the Packers, this is going to be a shootout, I think. So I love Theo Riddick this week. I have him as a top 15 running back. Uh, I think he gets over 100 total yards and possibly a touchdown with uh, loads and loads of catches. So Theo Riddick is a must-start this week for me at the Packers. Uh, like I said before, Dwayne Washington, I don't think you can trust him yet as a low-end flex play. Let's see what Dwayne Washington does. Let's see how much playing time he gets. So hold off on Dwayne Washington. Marvin Jones, I'm sorry, but I mean, Golden, where is Golden Tate this year? Marvin Jones is the number one receiver for the Lions. Um, most targeted, most receptions, most yards uh, goes to Marvin Jones. So, I mean, I don't know what's happened to Golden Tate, but he hasn't produced, so I'm starting Marvin Jones, and I'm sitting Golden Tate. Uh, Eric Ebron. Ebron's had a good season. He's got uh, significant targets this week, and he is a huge red zone threat. Solid tight end one this week for me. Uh, moving on to the Packers. Aaron Rodgers has had a down year. Um, he's voiced some frustrations. Uh, saw an interview in the Packers locker room where he's claiming that the media doesn't know what they're talking about. They, they wouldn't know how to read a read if they if they saw one in front of him, which he's probably right on that, but definitely voicing his frustrations with the media and the offense. Aaron Rodgers is a must-start. Uh, this is the game he turns it around. This thing's going to be high scoring. Don't fret if you're an Aaron Rodgers owner. Uh, this is the, the top two best quarterback in the game, probably the best quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, start him. Don't worry about it. Uh, Eddie Lacy lost all that weight, trimmed down. Coach said he's going to be faster, you know, but uh, <laughs> he's only seen a little over 13 touches a game. Very over uh, underwhelmed this year. Um, but given that in that offense with his red zone presence, uh, Eddie Lacy, he's a flex play. He's a low end flex play for me. Jordy Nelson. Uh, yes, the Packers' offense has struggled, but uh, Jordy Nelson is the number one receiver in that offense, so you have to start him. He is uh, always a good bet for a long touchdown, and I, I expect Jordy Nelson to get back on track. I mean, you got to remember, he's still recovering from a torn ACL not too long ago, so let's give some time uh, with Rodgers, Nelson, and Cobb to get back in rhythm. Uh, and I know Cobb has had a bad, bad season so far, but like I said, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. So I'm starting Cobb. I'm starting Cobb versus this secondary. I, th I think he could have 100 total yards. Like I said, I think Nelson gets the long touchdown pass. So starting both Nelson and Cobb this week versus the Lions. Next up is the Denver Broncos at the Cincinnati Bengals. Broncos quarterback Trevor Simeon has, has more interceptions than quarterback. So don't start this guy, especially in a tough matchup. C.J. Anderson has been a beast this year in fantasy football. He is a must-start no matter what the matchup. Uh, start C.J. Anderson with the utmost confidence. Fire up both Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Yes, it's a tough matchup. Uh, Demarius Thomas is coming off that hip injury, but didn't really show any ill effects last game. Uh, definitely a tough matchup for both of those two, but you probably don't have any better options. So Sanders is more of a lower lower end flex play than Demarius Thomas, but definitely starting both those players. Uh, for the Bengals, uh, Andy Dalton has 366 yards and one touchdown pass in each of his two games. 
I mean, lots of yardage, but you would wish, you would hope for more touchdowns. But versus this defense, uh, I don't see it. This is, a, I mean, last year they were an all-time defense, and this year they're pretty damn good. So I am sitting Andy Dalton this week. Uh, A.J. Green missed practice on Wednesday. I mean, he he missed it for the birth of his son, so congratulations, A.J. Green. Um, but if he plays, he should play. Uh, if he plays, uh, A.J. Green is a must-start. No matter what the matchup, this guy's a beast. Yeah, uh, he's going to have a keep to lead, Chris Harris over there. But uh, A.J. Green is a must-start. Jeremy Hill, where have you gone? From the rookie season where you were just a monster, you are one of the worst running backs in the NFL right now. You are literally dependent on falling into the, I mean, the end zone. That's what uh, owners are hoping from uh, Jeremy Hill. Looks like he's been overtaken by Giovanni Bernard. Last week, Giovanni Bernard had over 100 yards receiving. I mean, just Jeremy Hill, they're, they're always, uh, I mean, this you would think this would set up for a Jeremy Hill game, just going to pound it, kind of a low-scoring game. But we're just not seeing it from Jeremy Hill. So, I mean, until you see it, and I don't even think we're going to see it, but until then, you can't play Jeremy Hill. He's a sit. Like I said earlier, Giovanni Bernard had over 100 yards receiving. He's a great flex play this week. All right, moving on, Minnesota Vikings at Carolina Panthers. Sam Bradford, as I uh, spoke last week in my podcast, has been a revelation for that offense. But, of course, the biggest news of fantasy football and and pretty much NFL is the news of Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson opts to do surgery on his torn meniscus. Uh, Timetables have been all over the place from a month to six months. It's probably going to be three to four to five months. Uh, hopefully they can get him back in December for the uh, playoff run. But for fantasy purposes, uh, Adrian Peterson is more than likely done for the season, sadly. At the Carolina Panthers, I'm sitting Sam Bradford. Uh, Jarek McKinnon and Matt Asiata, it's a, it's a tough matchup. But out of those two, I'm obviously going to pick Jarek McKinnon. I think he's going to be the starter. Uh, I think he's going to get more touches. Yes, Matt Asiata is the goal line guy. But I'm going to go with McKinnon as a low-end flex play this week. Uh, Stefan Diggs is an obvious start. Stefan Diggs is leading, this, leading the league in uh, re- receiving uh, this year so far and showed great rapport with Sam Bradford. Uh, I mean, the Panthers' secondary is, is not very good. Uh, they've got a lot of young corners, so fire up Stefan Diggs. Uh, for the Panthers, Cam Newton is an obvious start. He's uh, Him and Aaron Rodgers are the best quarterbacks in the game, uh, but you don't ever bench this guy. Even in a tough matchup, Vikings defense is legit. Do not ever <laughs> even consider benching Cam Newton. He's a must start. All the Panthers running backs are a sit for me. With Jonathan Stewart uh, injuring his hamstring, I mean, you had Fozzie Whitaker who had over 100 yards. But I'm not, I'm not going to play any uh, Panthers running back versus that Vikings front seven. Stay away from any Panthers running back. Don't get cute. Uh, I mean, yeah, you could play Fozzie as a very low-end flex play, but this is Vikings defense is big time. Look somewhere else for your running back position. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin, uh, to me, looks like uh, Calvin Johnson 2.0. I mean, this guy, I mean, looks unbelievable. And uh, he's going up against corners that are six foot and five nine. Uh, the Vikings with Terrence Newman, who's a million years old, uh, and Xavier Rhodes. So Kelvin Benjamin's going to have a massive, massive uh, height advantage for these guys. And Kelvin Benjamin is a surefire must start for me. 
Uh, Greg Olson has been the best tight end in the league so far this year. Um, the Vikings defense, uh, like I said, is good, and they, and they held down Delaney Walker. But uh, Cam Newton loves Greg Olson. So uh, he's probably my number one uh, tight end of the week, Greg Olson. Uh, you can't go wrong with Greg Olson, so it must start. Los Angeles Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Case Keenum, you're not starting him. Todd Gurley, as I predicted in my first ever podcast, I was hitting the panic button on Todd Gurley. Uh, he has a definite easier matchup versus the Buccaneers, but I still think, I mean, teams are just going to stack eight, nine, ten guys in the box because their quarterback's Case Keenum. I mean, they have Jared Goff that can't even beat out Case Keenum. What does that say about the quarterback position? So I don't have any confidence in Todd, in Todd Gurley. Yeah, I think he's going to have a little bit better game, 70, 75, 80 yards rushing, maybe a touchdown. I mean, but this is a make-or-break game for Todd Gurley. If he doesn't show it here, he has a brutal, brutal schedule. I mean, he still has to play the Cardinals. I mean, the Seahawks again, uh, the Panthers, uh, just a murder's row schedule. So I'm not showing very much confidence at all. And if you followed my advice a couple weeks ago, hopefully you traded this guy for a couple assets. But if not, uh, he's a very low-end flex play. Of course, you're not going to sit Todd Gurley. But if he doesn't do it this week, when are you going to do it, Gurley? I mean, how long are we? We can't wait forever. So Todd Gurley is a very shaky flex play for me at best. Uh, Tavon Austin, they paid him all that money. And he hadn't done shit since. So... Sitting Tavon Austin until he proves it. Uh, he's super, I mean, he's a dynamic player. But with the quarterback situation, I mean, who can blame him for not putting up stats? Uh, Jameis Winston is a must-start for me. Jameis Winston has been a, I mean, great quarterback this year. Uh, he's benefited from a couple shootouts. Yes, he, he struggled against the Arizona in a huge blowout game. But Arizona is uh, top three uh uh, team in the league, so you would expect Jameis Winston to uh, struggle. Definitely in a two quarterback league, he's definitely a must start. He's a borderline starter in a QB one league, but uh, really like Jameis Winston this week, uh, even against a, a a tough LA Rams defense. Uh, Charles Sims, you're of course going to start this guy, even if, a, if it's a tough matchup. Doug Martin's injured for a couple weeks with a hamstring injury, but the thing about Charles Sims is he's a great PPR back. Yeah, they're gonna they're probably gonna stuff him trying to run between the tackles, but just like Theo Riddick, Charles Sims is uh, gonna gonna catch the the ball out of the backfield. So love Charles Sims this week as a flex play. Mike Evans, uh, you're gonna start Mike Evans. He's got two touchdowns, 169 yards, and 11 receptions through two games. Uh, should be able to take advantage of this secondary. They've got a great front seven. Their sec their secondary is not as great. So Vincent Jackson, I mean, excuse me. So Mike Evans should be able to take full advantage of this. Uh, sitting Vincent Jackson, the guy, uh, he's on definitely on the decline. Jameis Winston obviously loves Mike Evans. So uh, sitting Vincent Jackson this week for me. All right, next up, uh, you got the 49ers at the Seahawks. Uh, for the 49ers, I'm sitting every offensive player for the 49ers. I think the Seahawks are out to prove something. Uh, yeah, their offense has been god-awful, but on defense, the Seahawks are legit. Uh, the 49ers' notable uh, offensive players, Blaine Gabbert, Carlos Hyde, Torrey Smith, Jeremy Curley, the tight end, Vance McDonald. Uh, I'm sitting all of them, all of them. and you might be asking, what about Carlos Hyde? I mean, Carlos Hyde's a good back. He's a big name. Uh, but 
if you watched uh, what the 49ers did to Todd Gurley uh, and others, um, you can do better than Carlos Hyde. Yes, he's a big name, but sometimes you just got to have the confidence to sit these guys on bad matchups. Don't shoot yourself in the foot because you're holding on to that big name. So sitting every single 49ers offensive player. Seahawks, uh, Russell Wilson's been just terrible. Like I said, the whole offense has been terrible. I mean, I don't know what is wrong with them, but uh, hopefully, I mean, this is a good 49ers defense. We'll see what happens. Uh, Thomas Rawls, Christine Michaels, I'm sitting both of them. Uh, I think uh, Rawls, is, he, he got hurt last week, but Christine Michaels has outperformed him. But I think the, the Seahawks want Thomas Rawls to be the guy. I think he's the better back. Christine Michaels, he's been like a legendary practice player coming out of Texas A&M. They said this offseason he had an awakening and all this stuff. But I think the Seahawks prefer Thomas Rawls. But until Rawls separates himself from Christine Michael, uh, I'm going to stay away from that situation. So sitting Rawls, sitting Michaels. Uh, Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett. Uh, I'm sitting Tyler Lockett until he shows me something. I was a big fan of Tyler Lockett in the offseason. But uh, they're, they're just not getting him the ball. He's a big play guy. Kick returns, punt returns, slot. Uh, but it just his output just hasn't been there this year, so I'm sitting Tyler Lockett. Doug Baldwin, starting Doug Baldwin in a flex position. I think he makes a good uh, a flex or a wide receiver. He's probably your wide receiver too, but uh, like Doug Baldwin, he's going to get a lot of targets, especially with Lockett struggling. So I expect the Seahawks to be better on offense. So uh, sitting Lockett, starting Baldwin, sitting Rawls and Michaels, and starting Wilson for the uh, Seahawks for me. All right, next up we have the New York Jets at the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the uh, Jets quarterbacks, Ryan Fitzpatrick, last week uh, he had a great week, threw for 374 yards and a touchdown. But uh, that was worth the Bills and that sieve-like defense, and this is at the Kansas City Chiefs where they have a great defense. So don't feel confident in Fitzpatrick because I think Brandon Marshall is going to miss the game. Uh, that's one of the reasons why. Uh, didn't practice today uh, as of Thursday. Didn't practice because the knee injury. Uh, and when you, if you watched the game last week, when Brandon Marshall went down, you, it looked like a torn ACL. But miraculously, he joined the game a couple a uh, couple plays later. But I think they're going to play it safe with Brandon Marshall. Uh, keep an eye on that. Um, follow me on Twitter at jc underscore harvey for updates on that. Uh, Matt Forte has been one of the better fantasy running backs, uh, surprisingly. Old man Matt Forte. Uh, Forte is one of four players in the NFL with 50-plus touches. Uh, He scored four touchdowns already uh, and is definitely an RB1 uh, versus a, I mean, it's a tough Chiefs defense, but this guy is literally on fire right now. So uh, ring up Matt Forte and feel great about it. Uh, Like I said, Brandon Marshall is out, so what does that mean for Eric Decker? Uh, That means you're going to start Eric Decker and Quincy Unwa. I think I just butchered his last name, but Decker and Quincy Unwa are must-plays for me with Brandon Marshall, uh, for the most part, not playing. Uh, Moving over to the Chiefs' side of the ball, Alex Smith. I'm going to sit Alex Smith this week. Uh, The Jets are a good defense. Um, I mean, he's got Jeremy Macklin. uh, I mean, Travis Kelsey. I mean, he's he's a the myth and the legend. He never, I mean, he's got all the talent in the world, but he just never shows up, so... Sitting Alex Smith because of his lack of weapons and the good defense he's playing. 
Uh, Jamal Charles, we thought he was going to give it a go this week, but he actually went to the coach, Andy Reid, and told him he's not 100% confident in his knee. Uh, he's been taking a couple practice reps with the first-team offense, but for the most part, he's been on the uh, the um, uh, practice squad uh, running for them on the side. So um, I don't think Jamal Charles is going to go. Stay tuned for that. But that means Spencer Ware is going to get another crack out of it, and he's averaged over 100 yards uh, per game. Uh, and if Jamal Charles doesn't go, uh, Spencer Ware is a must-start so keep an eye on that. I got Spencer Ware as a must-start if Jamal Charles doesn't go. Uh, Jeremy Macklin, Travis Kelsey, as I, as I talked about it. I mean, yeah, I'm not a fan of Alex Smith this week, but uh, you probably don't have better flex players or a tight end than Travis Kelsey and Macklin. So starting Macklin in the flex, uh, Travis Kelsey is a low, low top 10 tight end for me. He probably falls the 8, 9, 10 range for me. Um, so that is going to cover it for the New York Jets at the Kansas City Chiefs. San Diego Chargers at the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, fire me up, Phillip Rivers, Melvin Gordon, Travis Benjamin, Tyrell Williams. Fire them all up. Uh, even with losing Keenan Allen, Danny Woodhead, Phillip Rivers still managed to throw for four touchdowns last week. Uh, I am uh, moving on to Melvin Gordon. I am predicting just big, big things for him. Uh, obviously, with the loss of Danny Woodhead, um, uh, Melvin Gordon has received 20 touches uh, in his first two games. I see Melvin Gordon as a top 10 running back from here on out. So I expect big things from Melvin Gordon. So if you got him, uh, hold on to him unless somebody offers you just a massive offer for Melvin Gordon. Hold on to him. He's going to be a great bat from here on out. And with the uh, injury to uh, Keenan Allen, you've got Travis Benjamin stepping up to the number one receiver. Uh, um, should have a high floor. Uh, there's a ton of value in being the number one receiver in a uh, San Diego Chargers offense with Phillip Rivers as your quarterback. So love Travis Benjamin. And Tyrell Williams is a, is a great flex play. He is a big, long, lanky guy at 6'3", but he is a burner and can run as he showed on his uh, play where he scored on a 44-yard uh, slant route. So fire me up, Benjamin and Travis, or excuse me, Tyrell Williams. Uh, Antonio Gates, I'm going to sit Antonio Gates this week. He has just 35 yards in two games. Uh, he's 35 years old, uh, on the decline, but, I mean, with that yardage, and, and he's not going to get very many targets with Gordon, Benjamin, and Williams, so sitting Antonio Gates. Uh, on, the, on the Colts side of things, Andrew Luck. Uh, this game has a shootout written all over it. Both these defenses are bad. Uh, so love Luck. He's a no-brainer top five quarterback for me this week. Uh, Frank Gore, he's definitely a veteran running back. Uh, he's kind of dependent on touchdowns. Um, but the uh, Colts, I mean, excuse me, the Chargers allow the most receptions to a running back in the fourth, fourth highest yards per carry at 4.73 yards for the season. So Frank Gore is a very sneaky flex play for me. Uh, Dante Moncrief is out four to six weeks. Um, so what does that mean for T.Y. Hilton? Uh, T.Y. Hilton has kind of dropped off, but for the majority of his career, he's been a 13 to 1400 receiving uh, a year guy. And he's definitely dropped off last year and, and this year uh, hasn't got as many targets as he would like. Um, he's definitely going to be shadowed by Jason Verrett, who shut down Allen Robinson this week. But 
With the loss of Dante Moncrief, I really do expect uh, T.Y. Hilton to start turning it on. So uh, T.Y. Hilton is a low-end wide receiver, too, for me, and a borderline flex player. Uh, another guy that you probably should have been uh, hurrying to the waiver wire to get is Philip Dorsett out of Miami. This guy ran a 4-3-2 at the Combine. He's a big play threat anywhere on the field. And as the number two receiver in a Colts offense, uh, holds a tremendous value. He is a great flex player this week. Fire up Philip Dorsett. And finally, Dwayne Allen at the tight end position. Uh, he's a clear-cut um, um, touchdown um, guy. He's always a threat threat in the red zone. Um, the Chargers have allowed the third most yards of tight ends through two weeks. So um, don't overlook Dwayne Allen. He's a great play uh, this week versus the Chargers. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Big Ben is a weekly uh, top five, top ten guy uh, versus a bad Eagles secondary. Uh, Big Ben is a no-brainer QB1 for me. Uh, D'Angelo Williams, this is the last week for you, D'Angelo Williams owners, and you guys have enjoyed the hell out of it. He's been the best fantasy football running back the first two weeks, and the guy is 32 years old. I mean, he's been unbelievable. He ranks first in the NFL in touches at 68, first in rush, rush yards at 237, uh, first in touchdowns or, or tied for touchdowns at three. He's combined for, uh, he's accounted for 87.9% of Pittsburgh's rushing attempts. He is a surefire RB1, and he is my number one overall running back this week, uh, D'Angelo Williams. Of course, uh, Le'Veon Bell is returning this week, and D'Angelo will re- return to his backup role. But for this week, you can't get any better than D'Angelo Williams. Uh, Antonio Brown. Uh, is a must-start this week. Last week, he was shut down by Cincinnati, four catches for 39 yards, but he was targeted for 11 times. But this week, it ain't going to happen. They're not going to be able to contain Antonio Brown. And I know this love fest with Carson Wentz. He's 2-0 and as a rookie, but it ends this week when the, the Pittsburgh Steelers come to town. Uh, love Antonio Brown. Uh, as I said, Carson Wentz uh, has gone off this first uh, two weeks, but uh, if you picked him up, um, I don't think you should play him. The Pittsburgh Steelers defense has very much improved, and uh, I think the Steelers are going to blow this thing out. So I'm sitting Carson Wentz. Uh, Ryan Matthews, he's probably one of the most frustrating uh, running backs you can own. Uh, last week, uh, was he only had one and a half points at halftime in standard leagues. For some reason, the Eagles have been experimenting with Darren Sproles as a starter, I mean a three-down back, which he's not. Uh, he's a 32, 33-year-old running back who's 5'7", he's not built for that, but they, for some reason, keep wanting to get Darren Sproles involved. Um, I think that's going to change this week. I think they realize that uh, Sproles can't handle that kind of workload. So, I mean, and with Ryan Matthews, he is a touchdown guy. I mean, last week, over 30 yards and two touchdowns. So, whenever they get in the red zone, Ryan Matthews is getting the ball. So, for that, uh, he's a start for me. Uh, Jordan Matthews, I love Jordan Matthews, especially with the emergence of Carson Wentz. He did drop a very bad touchdown last week, a long, deep ball from Wentz. Uh, but Jordan Matthews, to me, he's a wide receiver, too, going forward. Um, he has 13 catches for 185 yards and a score through two games. So I love Jordan Matthews' outlook uh, the rest of the year. As I mentioned before, I think the experiment with Darren Sproles is over this week. Uh, I think he is a sit. You can find better players uh, in your flex position 
to start than Darren Sproles. Uh, and then Nelson Aguilar uh, hadn't done really anything this year. Jordan Matthews is the guy, so Nelson Aguilar is a sit for me as well. All right, the Chicago Bears at the Dallas Cowboys. God, the Chicago Bears offense is ugly. They might have the worst quarterback in the NFL, Jay Cutler, who's now hurt. They might have the worst running back in the league, Jeremy Lankford. I mean, they are just a mess on offense. So I am sitting uh, Brian Hoyer. Don't even mess with him. I'm sitting Jeremy Lankford. Uh, out of all running backs in the league, Jeremy Lankford is uh, he has not created a missed tackle this year, this season. As for a running back, that is just unbelievable to not, I mean, make, I mean, not create one missed tackle. How's that even possible? So Jeremy Lankford is not a start for me. The only guy on the Bears offense that I'm starting really is because he's the only option is Alshon Jeffries. Uh, he's been quiet lately, but I mean, you have to start the guy. It's Alshon Jeffries. He's the only guy on the offense. Yeah, their quarterback's Brian Horley this week, but you have to start Alshon. I mean, sadly, he's the only option there. For the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, he's been okay. I mean, he's been a game manager, uh, has failed to throw a touchdown pass, but he always has a high floor because he can run the ball. Uh, so for me, in a good matchup versus a bad defense, I'm starting Dak Prescott. If you're in a, if you're in a uh, QB1 league, if you're a 1QB league, you can find better options than Dak Prescott, but if you're in a uh, two-quarterback league, absolutely. I mean, start Prescott as your second quarterback this week. Uh, moving on to Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, two games and two fumbles for Ezekiel Elliott. He is yet to blow up. We're still waiting on the number four overall pick to play like the number four overall pick. Jerry Jones has come out defending his player, uh, saying he's not concerned about the uh, fumbles, but keep an eye on Alfred Morris creeping up in his production because Alfred Morris did get a touchdown last week. But that's the one thing that'll keep you off the field in the NFL is fumbles. So keep an eye on Ezekiel Elliott, but because of his usage, he is a uh, start for me. Uh, Des Bryant is a must start. Uh, Des Bryant should be able to torch this Bears defense. If Dak can get him the ball, um, Des Bryant should have a field day. Um, Cole Beasley, uh, he's definitely, I mean, not the most sexy player. I mean, he's a boring fantasy player, a real small uh, slot receiver, but he gets it done in a PPR league. Cole Beasley is a pretty good flex play, so start Cole Beasley in the flex for me. Jason Witten uh, has got a low floor, uh, but uh, he is a, um, a safety valve for Dak Prescott. And um, uh, the Bears did give up a touchdown to Trey Burton, um, and they have allowed 15 catches uh, to tight ends this year. So Jason Witten is a start for me. All right. Monday Night Football, the Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints. Um, I'm afraid to say games are going to be a shootout now after the debacle of the Giants-Saints, uh, what happened there, but this thing might be a shootout as well. So, uh, do you want to hear a shocking stat of fantasy football? Matt Ryan is the uh, number one overall uh, fantasy quarterback through two weeks. He has a 3-1 to one touchdown to interception ratio and a 78 completion percentage in the red zone. Uh, benefited from shootouts, but shockingly, Matt Ryan is the best quarterback in fantasy football right now. All right, running backs, the Falcon running backs. Can you trust Devontae Freeman? Can you trust Tevin Coleman? Who's going to get the load? Uh, this week, I think 
You can play both of them. Yes, you heard that right. I think you can play both of them. I think, of course, Freeman's going to get the start. Uh, but I think there's room in this game for both of them to get 10, maybe 15 points. So they're not RB2s. They are low-end flex players. I mean, that's how much Devontae Freeman has fallen. From a guy that was the number one overall running back last year to he went from the number number one overall running back to a mid to low-end second-round pick in fantasy drafts. And now he is... I mean, competing like competing like hell to hold off Tevin Coleman from taking his job. That's how far Devontae Freeman has fallen. But for this week, I think you can start both of them. So those are low-end flex plays, Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman. Uh, Julio Jones, if he plays, uh, he is a must-start. I think this is the week that he goes off. Uh, he said that he's going to be ready to roll, but he's always battling those ankle and foot injuries. So keep an eye out on Julio Jones. He should play, but if he doesn't, uh, I mean, you're going to have to fire up Mohamed Sanu. But uh, love Julio Jones this week. This is the week he finally should go off versus a, uh, a Swiss cheese defense in the uh, Saints secondary. Uh, Mohamed Sanu um, uh, is a great flex play this week. Um, last week, I mean, three catches, 19 yards. But uh, like I said, this has a shootout potential written on it, and Mohamed Sanu is a great flex option and finally uh, Jacob Tammy uh, leads all Falcons and targets after two weeks so he's definitely worth a start in this high scoring potential of a matchup so Jacob Tammy is a, some guy that you can plug in and play at your tight end position and for the Saints uh, Drew Brees is a very obvious uh, must start whenever Drew Brees is playing at home just start him don't even think about it Drew Brees is great at home so fire up Drew Brees uh, Mark Ingram the Falcons have allowed the second most receptions to running backs through two weeks. Uh, this is something that should should continue this week. Uh, Mark in Mike Mark Ingram has definitely uh, underwhelmed this season, but I believe this is the week he gets it going. I think he finally gets into the end zone. So uh, start Mark Mark Ingram. He's a low end RB two uh, flex guy. Uh, Brandon Cooks is a must start. Um, this guy has had a great year. He's got over 40 points through two games in standard leagues. Um, he's gonna he's gonna draw coverage from Desmond Trufant, but even then, I I don't care. I think uh, Brandon Cooks is a legitimate uh, wide receiver one this week. He's a must start. You know who leads the league in receiving? That's Willie Sneed of the Saints. Yes, the guy opposite of Brandon Cooks. Uh, so yeah, Willie Sneed for me is a must start. The Falcons have allowed seven for 125 yards. And a touchdown to the guy in the slot, um, the left side of the field, basically, who uh, that's the position Willie Sneed plays. So Willie Sneed, for me, is a must-start. Then Kobe Fleener, uh, the Falcons have allowed three touchdowns to tight ends through two weeks. So Cody Fleener uh, is a sit for me. I think this is going to be the Brandon Cooks, Willie Sneed, Mark Ingram show. Uh, I think you can do better uh, options at tight end than Kobe Fleener. So Kobe Fleener is a sit. Okay, so that is it for the matchups. I just broke down every single matchup in the NFL from Thursday to Monday in about 40 minutes. That's what you're going to get here at Fantasy Football Dreams. Uh, Total in-depth coverage of all the uh, main players. And if you have any more questions about any of your players you're concerned about, any top outside the top 30 receivers or running backs, uh, hit me up on Twitter, at JC underscore Harvey. I will answer any and all questions you've got. And once again, pay attention on Sunday morning at my Twitter. I'll break down all the injuries, who's in, who's out. Uh, So keep an eye on that. 
And that's going to do it for another episode of Fantasy Football Dreams. Once again, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Enjoy the games on Sunday, and uh, look for my podcast next week when we'll uh, go over uh, what happened uh, in this week's games. So good luck to everybody, and I'll catch you next time.